0: to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. The content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hey sent you. What's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the Awakened Soul podcast and on this week's episode we got Mr. Terrence Hutchinson from the Your Best Lifestyles podcast where we're going to be discussing how to turn your mess into your message but more than that we're also going to be talking about um, self-care, nutrition, how to get yourself right both mentally and physically amongst other things. We also got the first lady in the building um, I'm joining her in the Cookie Chronicles uh, Segment this week to discuss You know how we're kind of all connected But not really connected But before all that you know what we gotta do We gotta get into the In the minor of Hay segment So I'll see you guys right after this The following is a Breaks Media me. Podcast
1: Fuck with me, you know I got it I, got it. Bitch, I hope she it You Come fuck with me, you know I got it Fuck with me, you know I got it Fuck with me, you know I got it Sex bitch, I hope she got it Come fuck with me, you know I got it it. I I just landed in Europe, nigga Shopping bags, I'm a tourist, nigga Money talk, I speak fluent, nigga Box on I
0: just
1: do
0: all right so we're hopping into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind this week and it's gonna be a brief one um, because we got a lot of content coming for, coming at you guys this week but I really want to talk about you know, this is starting to become my segment to talk about politics and to get some stuff off my chest in regards to that world. And so it came out, I think just today, if not, it was, uh, was earlier or late yesterday. But Kamala Harris is actually going to be endorsing Joe Biden and Jesse Jackson is going to be uh, backing Bernie Sanders. And so this is, you know, Kamala Harris did come at, uh, at Joe Biden before in the debate. Um, and at this point now she's saying she's willing to do whatever it's going to take to get Joe Biden elected. And the democratic party at this point now are going to all try to rally around. You're going to be seeing more of this and them really get behind either Bernie or Joe. Um, that's who it is at this point. That's, the only options that we have, um, are either one of these candidates going to be able to beat Trump? That's the ultimate question here. And the thing that has been leading up here, I don't think the, in my opinion, the stuff that's been going on with, with the democratic party hasn't really instilled any faith, um, in either one of these candidates, unfortunately. Um, I was had been on record to say that I was kind of starting to like Mike Mike Bloomberg. So when he kind of backed out. I was a little disappointed there. And no candidate is perfect. I understand the stop. first thing, don't get me wrong. I had issues with that as well. But to see like Kamala Harris kind of turn now and, and really back Biden, um, it's it, it. It's it's kind of shocking, uh, especially if you're just going off the headlines. And like I said, the words that she's had for him. But it's not really shocking when you think about just how everything's falling out with this Democratic Party. Um, Bernie Sanders and Jesse Jackson is one that I don't think anyone uh, would have necessarily uh, expected. Um, but, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that in, I believe in 88, Bernie Sanders actually supported Jesse Jackson. So there is clearly a relationship there. Just seemed to come out of nowhere because, uh, you know, I, I maybe I just don't pay enough attention to Jesse Jackson. But it's something that we're going to be um, continuing to talk about is that we I've said it. I've said it on this one for like a month now. I've been screaming it at you guys. The, the, the black vote is going to be more and more important and we're going to see these candidates try to go after it and, and do what they can to get the blacks, the support of the black voters. So it's not really surprising at all uh, that this is starting to happen, but when it all comes down to it, we got Bernie, we got Joe, um, can either one of them dethrone Trump? Um, it doesn't look likely. Unfortunately, it just, I, I, I understand it. Uh, we all, you know, I think most of us who listen to this podcast, want to see Trump out of office, but we need to set realistic, realistic, uh, expectations. And unfortunately I just don't really see it happening. Um, but you know, where things have happened at one point? It looked like there was no way that Trump was going to be Hillary Clinton. And then look what happened. So, you know, we'll see as, as it continues to go. And as we get uh, possibly more debates and, um, yeah, it'll, we'll just see. Um, but coming off of that as well, the kind of on my heart is, is the coronavirus thing um the it's a lot of information going out and the one thing that bothers me about how the coronavirus is being uh, up until recently they're starting to, to kind of even it out more is that it was looked at it and depicted in media as this thing of if you got coronavirus you were automatically going to die and while thousands have died there have been many more who have lived through having coronavirus and as we're looking at things like the Olympics possibly shutting down and South by Southwest shutting down. Uh, they even just talk about NBA games, possibly playing in empty arenas because of coronavirus scares. The thing is, is that this is scary. I don't want to take away from it at all. This is, it's extremely frightening. Like, but be protect yourself, wash your hands. Um, you know, the mask thing. And you know, a lot of people wearing the regular surgical mask, those things are not going to be effective. The coronavirus is actually small enough where it will get through those masks. So those, regular surgical masks that you see people having on aren't going to protect them a lick against coronavirus and and, and, in thing like this i think there was like uh there was cases in dc and now they're saying that it's possible that coronavirus could have been in dc for like up to like six weeks if not more and thousands could have been exposed to it we need to do what we can to protect ourselves this is all scary times um and we need to pray for each other we need to you know, just do the best you can. I know there are some schools that are even shut down. This thing is, is scaring. And I, it's been a very long time, if, if ever quite to this level, where we've seen the whole nation really afraid of something like this. And this is a time where, you know, get as much information that you can on it outside of just what's on the media. And really take a look at it so that we can, like I said, best protect ourselves and prepare for it. Because this thing is just going to get scarier. And it seems like really, while they are treating it, I think with some HIV meds, they're treating a coronavirus with it. And there has been some success there. There is no cure to coronavirus right now. You kind of just... There's the there it seems like they're kind of waiting and expecting that it's going to not be a thing as the weather gets warmer and it's going to die out then. But then the question is, and again, I know I can be a conspiracy theorist at times. Are we gonna? Is this going to be a thing now where we have to worry about every winter? Um, I. I don't know. It's 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 just scary time, especially for us that, that have kids and that are parents or that have elderly parents, um, as well, because that's really who's at most risk to this. Are people who already have respiratory issues and the elderly and things like that. We you have to pray and have to take care of your loved loved ones. And I know it's scary as hell, but we gotta try to bind and do um, as as well as we can to get ourselves and each other and everyone through a time like this um yeah it's 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 we're just doing the best we can um the coronavirus thing it's it's going to have effects here for still a very long time for like me the whole the um the area around me like they're shutting down and stuff and it's yeah it's it's going to be going to be dark t- it's going to get darker before it clears up for sure um But hopefully, at the end of the day, we the the loss of life is at the the minimum that we can, um, and that they find a way to treat this thing, Um, because you know I I would just hate for it to be something that that like it just it just keeps being a thing. Um, I guess ultimately, like what I want to leave it at is I just hope this is not really going to continue being a thing. so, another thing that the last thing that I want to talk about during the In the Mind of Hayes segment is this thing with Megan Thee Stallion and Jay Prince. You know, I really, in the in my, it's not, while well, it's time for me to talk about current topics, I really don't like talking. You know, this is something that we're going to discuss on the Breaks Radio. So, shameless plug, make sure you check out the Breaks Radio. Um, but, Jay Prince, how he came out and some of the stuff that he said to Megan Thee Stein and coming off as threatening at a time where she said she was felt like she was being threatened by Jay Prince in the record label. The thing is, is that very much of some of these people, they still look at their artists as their property. And I'm not saying I don't know Jay Prince. Uh, he really doesn't say much, but his comments and the way that they came out, at least in my opinion, felt and sounded like nothing but how dare a woman say XYZ, shut the fuck up. And also, like, a, as a as a place of an artist should not talk out against their label like this. And I'm glad of the social media reaction that came from in Megan's defense. Megan doesn't seem like she's going to back down from this at all, which she shouldn't. You know, she is is managed by Rock Nation, and I hope that they continue to, to do this. But I'm just glad. And, you know, as much as we talk about, like, some of the bad things that we see in social media, especially in regards to uh, protecting women or speaking out against women and, you know, uh, we have the Who Protects the Protect Her series, which are, we've done two volumes out of the three so far. And I'm glad to see that people really rallied around and tried to defend Megan the Stallion against these comments. So that's it, though. That's it for my thoughts on the end the Mind Hey, Hayes segment. Just a few quick topics that were on my heart uh, to get off. We're going to go ahead and get into our first break. You're going to hear from another Breaks Media podcast. Then we're going to get into the Cookie Chronicles from the First Lady. I'll see you guys there. Peace.
2: ticket meal ticket ticket still in my in my me like I know this one woman that I work with. she's stuck in a marriage where the sex sucks. she doesn't like it and she tried explaining it to her husband before that, you know, he should try certain things and he gets frustrated and at this point they barely even have sex. I think they're just doing oral, if anything, and that's far and in between. And I don't I, I don't know what to tell her besides, you know, if you're not happy sexually leave. But then she has other people telling her, Well, if he does everything else right, then the sex is not a, not that important. But you can't say that. Like who's to say because everything else is doing right? that one of the main things that keeps the relationship together is not as important as everything else.
0: Well, and that, and that's where it is, is well because that for everyone that isn't what keeps a relationship together. So I, sometimes you have to look at it like this. If that, if the ability to be intimate completely went away, if you can't see yourself with that, still with that person, then that's a bigger problem in the relationship. I see because this, you're not always going to have the opportunity now, not, not being able to communicate not having somebody who's willing to try things or, 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 care about your needs or wants that's completely separate thing but if but to say that the relationship only can work with sex is an issue to me because it's like all right you can lose the ability to have sex tomorrow so what does that mean you never deserve to be in a relationship
2: no that's a little different like if you have the means then you should do it but if you don't have the means, then that's that's where the love, love comes in. That's where the but should that not be? Should that not be in the
0: relationship anyway? <laughs> no,
2: it should be. But that's when it's put to the test.
0: But see, and that's the thing. Like, and that, that's why I think so many relationships fail is because we don't really want to be tested until we have to be, and then that it should it shouldn't only that test should not be. It should not the only time you should prepare for that test isn't when you're just faced with it you should be realize or not when you if you're committed to someone this is again is about being in a committed relationship if you're going to be committed to someone why commit yourself to someone that you don't see yourself with if that goes away why why are you wasting your time this
2: and i think some people just live in the moment moment and they don't think that far
0: out yeah that's true that's true we all we are, and we're all creatures living in the moment We're all creatures,
2: especially with social media, and and how easy it is to just go to the next person, like swipe Mm -hmm. or friend a new person on Facebook, and be like, "Oh, you're attractive," and hop in a DM, like. Back in the day when social media was not a thing, you literally like it kind of forced you to have to work shit out with your partner as opposed to just having access to all these yeah. thousands of people you wouldn't have never had access to.
0: Well, I mean that into and I think that the technology has now made us confuse the ease of access to a person with actually learning how to communicate with somebody i can text you all day long but if we're not talking about anything we're not really communicating and it's connected as we all are with social media and with technology we are not really connected because people don't know how to have conversations anymore if you're not talking about something on the Mm -hmm. timeline or uh gossiping or like so or uh celebrity news if you sit down and you don't really have anything about life to talk about and you can't have a conversation what do you really have and so many people that's all that they have like and like the people who like crave attention all the time and think that the level of care that the level of care that somebody has for them is determined by how quick they text back it's like that's stupid our parents when they went to work that and they didn't have cell phones that was it i'm not going to see you for eight hours so our so the relationship the relationship you had to that's have you had to, you had to find different ways to connect. But now because I have this phone in my pocket all the time, and you can text me whenever. When you don't hear from me in two hours, you're thinking something must be wrong. And it's like that's that's not what truly keeps us connected. Our relationship isn't connected if the only time you feel that is because I text you back in thirty minutes. That's
2: true. That is true. I agree.
0: It's eight deep.
2: hours. It's deep. Yeah
0: like seriously when you think about or think about like like with my parents being in the military my dad got deployed and he'll be gone for 30 35 days so like and that was before cell phones we didn't hear from him we may get a letter from time to time but like people nowadays i don't think are equipped to what it what it means like for example if you were if you were interested you were because you're single if you were going out and trying to date somebody and they said oh i don't have a cell phone you know, I'll, I'll see you. I'll come swoop you up after work. We can go get dinner or whatever. That would be completely foreign to you if, if somebody told you, I don't have a phone. You can't contact me. I'd be I'm like, going. what? I'm just saying. Like, Think about think <laughs> think about how you how your brain would process that. I
2: would be like, why you don't have a cell phone? Everyone exactly. has a cell phone. How am I supposed to contact you? Do you have kids? How do you contact your kids? So you're supposed to call me when you leave work to tell me you're on the way. What if something happens to you <laughs> yeah. out there and I don't hear exactly. from you? Like, but I'm so used to communication. Yeah. So you're right. I, I don't think I can deal with
0: that. <laughs> and, 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 and it's crazy to think of, like, and everything you just listed, like, think about it now. We talk to somebody before we leave. We check on them mid-route. And then they tell us when they're, like, 10 minutes away, we prepare for them to come. Like, that's family, whatever, If like, whoever. Now, imagine going mm-hmm. cross-country. For example, uh, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. You're in D.C., Imagine if I called you and said, "All right, I'm coming to DC. Seven-hour drive." You did not hear from me in seven hours because I can't contact you. We didn't have cell phones back in the day, and so I just showed up at your door. You would think I, I would be dead if that happened right now. If I said I'm on my way to DC and you don't hear from me for the seven hours I'm on the road, you're like, "He must have gotten like, oh, an accident." Not we gotta start calling the oh, hospitals. Not coming. Exactly. Yeah. And it's crazy <laughs> to think like,
2: as, as, as much as technology
0: has made things easy for us, it has really kind of limited it also made it harder yeah, it's, it's made stuff harder at the same time
2: that's true yeah i don't i don't know how i did it i well i think i've always had a cell phone i've always even when i was younger i've always had a cell phone i don't think i don't think i would i would deal with somebody who didn't have a cell phone <laughs> <laughs> and that's crazy and i'm not
0: not saying that you, that's not in your right to do but like it's it's crazy when you think about like People will straight up not deal with somebody if they don't have a cell phone or they don't contact them back in a in a, in a way that it, how quick they see it and people confuse so often like oh well, he he texts me back that must mean he really cares for me or he's just a bum and he has nothing else to do.
2: Yeah, but there's a thing called balance, you know. True. True. Like I'm my ex the hell out of me when it came to like texting and talking on the phone so it is now even almost three years single it's very difficult for me to deal with someone who cannot like check on me throughout the day I don't like that not to say that I can't deal with it I just don't like it like if that's hard for me to process like and he was busy too he had two jobs And people constantly have their phones in their hands. It's 24 hours in a day. You check your phone at least half of that time. So you mean to tell me, I texted you two hours ago and you ain't see it at all? <laughs> he didn't get to know the. Notification. I mean, but that's the thing. Even it's if not if outside the realm of possibility
0: of of people don't check their phone. Some people can have their phones at work for one, but some people aren't. Yeah, that but attached.
2: they tell you that. Some people aren't people, that attached men, to it. If a man really, if a man really likes you and he wants you to know what's going on with him, he will tell you, like, "Hey, babe." I'm be at work. I can't have my phone at work, but I'll hit you as soon as I and get out or I'll check it on either, my lunch because break. Because everybody is an effective that, communicator. That is different. Like that I know ahead of time. So mm. I'm expecting not to hear from you. And if I do hear from you on your lunch break, it's a surprise to me. Like, oh, okay, you checked it on the lunch break. But when I don't hear nothing at all, for eight hours of your workday, like not a thing. I don't know. It makes me feel away, <laughs> and maybe I am. Maybe I am used to the whole communication as far as access at your fingertips because I grew up in in the technology era. Maybe, but I, I can't. I can't deal with somebody who can't check on me throughout the day. I don't like that. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Then.
0: Let me flip this around. So, because that's something that's important to you, right? Let, let's mm-hmm. say. Let's say that. the the person it's not as something that's important to them so rather than what why what's keeping you from saying hey you know i was thinking about you whatever i'm just sending this text you know you can check on me or you can let me know however your day's going i know you're working i know this may not this may not be something you're used to doing just you know i just wanted to let you know i was thinking about you and then you you start building that rapport with them and they start saying oh when she texts me Three times randomly throughout the day Just to tell me she's thinking about her Now let, let me let me do the same I'm not used to it But you know Let me pick up the phone now So why well, I've wh- done that Okay
2: Yeah I've done that Okay if, Like I try to work with people Cause like I say, I know I know everybody is different mm-hmm. When it comes to Like how fast they respond And you know Whether they're on their phone And all that Like me I'm a manager at my job I can't be on my phone all day They trust I you to, to manage people? Yes, and I do a good job. That is dangerous. That is dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) But other people can't. So, you know, I try, and I ask, that's one of my first questions I ask people, like, as I'm getting to know them. Like, how do you prefer to communicate? Are you a talker? Like, do you prefer to pick up the phone and call somebody and hear their voice? Or do you prefer to text? What if it's an And evening? that way, I know how to gauge, how to communicate with what them. What if
0: they're a face to face person? What if they don't care to talk on the phone or to text?
2: No, what well, we got to compromise. <laughs> I
0: love, I I can, love can, how you paused there I can for a be, second.
2: <laughs> cause I had to think. I could be a face to face person too. I'd rather be face to face with you, but when I'm not, cause I we I, we don't live together. So. When I'm not with you, I like to know how your day went. I'm not going to be in your face every day to see, you know, how your day is going. So you're gonna have to communicate with me some other kind of way besides face to face. And I'm gonna let you decide that. But I'm letting you know we're gonna have to compromise on what that is.
0: Okay, so compromise. Let me ask you this: What's what's, (laughs) what? Then wouldn't a compromise be then a version of it? I'm not saying yours isn't a version of compromising too. But what if their version of compromising was saying? Well, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to meet up for coffee 10 minutes for 10 minutes every day so I can see you face to face. Nah,
2: that's too
0: much. <laughs> but what? But why is it not too much for Texas?
2: You know why that's too much? Because I'm a busy woman. I don't have time for that.
0: Okay. I don't have time But you for just said that no, how, no, how, no, no, what if they're I, willing to come I to you? I don't
2: have time for that. If you're willing to come to me, I don't know. It still depends. Let me tell you, I have a full time job. Uh-huh. I have. Lady Haven, the online store. So I'm shipping out orders every other day. Mm-hmm. I drive for Lyft. I serve court documents. I don't have time to meet up with somebody for ten minutes. That means driving thirty minutes there, sitting ten minutes for them, driving thirty minutes back. Like that's too much. But and even if they come to you, my side you, to meet me, I'm see still how, constantly on the move.
0: Do you see the duality in what you said though? Because you started this off by saying you don't, no matter how busy someone is, they can make time. To text, if that's because that's your preferred method of conversation. So why can't you make they make the same yes, amendment for their preferred texting method of conversation?
2: Is easy. Texting doesn't require you getting in your car mm-hmm. and having gas and driving God knows how far across to meet somebody. So what if it's not texting far? is an easier form of communication because it's at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. It's quicker. Okay. Fluster but
0: what if what if their argument is just like you can take time out To take people lifting around Why can't you just make it stop to see me for 10 minutes I will meet you on your route of taking taking Wherever you are on lift So that I can see you face to face And they minutes.
2: can meet me on my route Sure Fine. As long as I don't gotta go out of my way every day <laughs> I said every day I didn't say ever I said every day If I don't gotta go out of my way every day Then we can work on it We can compromise on it <laughs> But if you only want to see me, like my thing is with that too, with your example, 10 minutes, I'd rather just come over your house when I'm done working and spend a night with you and leave from your house the next morning as opposed what to just sitting with you yet? for 10 minutes.
0: What if you're not at that point yet?
2: Well, why do you want to see me every day for 10 minutes if you're not because at that point yet? You can FaceTime me for 10 but minutes. They don't like technology. I oh, don't know. I can't do it. Nobody doesn't like <laughs> technology. I can't do but, do you, but no and i understand like I, I
0: only only break i only broke broke that down but just to highlight the point of you see how reliant we are in technology now where it's easier yes it well yes technology makes everything easier but we live in a society now where we would rather take time out to facetime somebody over them wanting to see us if it's for a short amount of time
2: you know i mean it, it just depends there's so many factors like if we live Within a certain time away from each other, like 20 minutes or less, all right, maybe I can make that work. But I'm in the DMV area. I have D.C., Maryland. I have, no, D.C., Virginia, and Baltimore all within 30 minutes in different directions of where I live. And there's something called rush hour here that ranges from one thirty. 7:30 PM. What time are we gonna have to do this ten minute meetup every day? Like it just, it's not feasible for me. It doesn't make okay. sense. But okay, okay. Saying, saying, saying the saying saying the ten minute thing was may it. have been an exaggeration.
0: <laughs> all right, let's let's take like stick the ten minutes. If somebody was was to say it's important for me, the, you 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 got to the point. Y'all in the relationship. You're dating each other. X Y Z. So that's all been solidified. It, they said it's important for me. That we have dinner together every day So that's longer That can range from like 30 minutes to an hour If they said that that was as important to them As it is to you To get text messages two or three times Throughout the day checking on you Would you be able to make that ca- that amendment for them?
2: Every day? Every day What about my family on Sundays And I do dinner with them So I gotta okay. skip dinner with them no, dinner
0: no, 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 So if you gotta stand the thing with your family every Sunday So of course they would have to understand that But they, they if they were to say Because you gotta eat every day if they were to say, all right, if you if outside of Sunday dinner with your family, because that's a family tradition, you have to eat every day. Let's have that meal together every day. Let's have dinner or breakfast together every single day.
2: Well, shit, at this point, you said we together, we might as well be living together. <laughs> that way, I'm already at your house for dinner. Uh,
0: you are <laughs> so difficult. You don't just answer the
2: question. No, you know why? Because when I think not living together and dinner, that means money is being spent. I'm all in right. my grind mode, okay? So but you eat every day, so money's money is being nice. spent regardless. I don't always eat dinner though. I'll eat lunch every day. But I, I'm not I'm not a huge dinner person. So again, it would have to make sense to me. I, I can't that means spending money, that means driving to meet up, that means spending gas money to get there. That means buying groceries if you already like it just eh, I don't know. We might as well just live together. That way it's not as many obstacles. (laughs) You said we're already together. I see why. I see why you're in
0: the situation. You are. You are the most stubborn and difficult person in the world
2: but i'm not i'm giving you my direct answer i feel I no no and i appreciate you i appreciate
0: you you giving me the truthful answer that doesn't stop you from being difficult just because you're telling the truth doesn't stop <laughs> it from me being a difficult person What the
2: hell? i don't think i'm difficult you know i feel like i'm very realistic that doesn't make sense to me how far away do you live
0: You're going to be thinking about this now for the next next 12 hours. I guarantee you're going to be thinking about this. Is dinner
2: going to be at your house? (laughs) Am I spending the night? Like, I got to know what's happening before I get myself into these situations. I'm done. Stop laughing. I, I'm dead. I got furious. I got nothing else. I have I'm to done. know what I'm getting into this, before
0: I, I do it. I love how this conversation evolved. Like A, I love it <laughs> that it just went completely. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that was a fun one. Um what we're gonna do, we're gonna go ahead and cleanse the palate. We're gonna get into some music. On the other side of that, it's time to start the conversation with Terrence Hutchison, a nutritionist, a self helper. And someone who's just here to help us get our stuff right. This segment is titled I Turned My Mess Into My Message. I'll see you guys right after this.
1: All the buses we giving y'all five seconds to get close to an exit. It's about to get real ugly in here. Five seconds is up. Let's go.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm I'm always happy when I have a first-time guest on the podcast, and more importantly, when it's a first-time guest that is doing positive things and can add a perspective that I can't. And so, and something that I'd like to talk about a lot here is self-care. Now, I'm not on the nutrition side as much, but my guest is. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce Mm -hmm. Mr. Terrence Hutchinson, host of uh, Your Best Lifestyle, and it's it's a podcast that's about like just being the best thing that you can be and in a lot of healthy and everything wrapped in there, man. So, Hey, how did you get started on it? What made you start on this journey yourself? And I, I actually listened on your podcast, like you're 51. And I, like, I wish, I hope that I looked that great at that age, man. So let's, let's, let's talk about you.
1: Uh, first. Yeah. Pre- appreciate First of all, man. Thank you so much. For the opportunity to come on to your podcast, man, you know, I know it's a lot of work behind the scenes getting guests and, uh, man, you know, you're juggling a whole lot of different things. So I appreciate the opportunity for having me on. In 2010, I was diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes that landed me in ICU for like three and a half days. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I came from, man, you know, I, I lived up North, uh, for 25 years in New York and I was going through a divorce and, uh, that I initiated, but I had to, I had to uh, dissolve like businesses and houses and investments. And, you know, I, I relocated back down South to Atlanta. I was originally from South Carolina. I moved to New York. Now I'm in Atlanta. And, uh, but, when I got here, I I was like 39 years old moving with my mom's and I kind of got into more of a depressed state uh, Mm -hmm. because I was, I had to give up so much, you know, just to free myself from a toxic relationship, man. It wasn't that bad, but you know, at that, when the stress levels was high, it was that bad. Now looking back, back at it, you know, it's like I can laugh at it now. Um, but I was going through uh a sign of depression, you know, and it was like thirty nine coming from two houses, you know, five bedrooms, two baths, you know, cars, you know, now I'm living with my mother and her, you her know, like, what's going on? I haven't lived with my mother since I was sixteen, now I'm thirty nine, you know, and uh so I got to Atlanta and I started partying, I started hanging out, I'm trying, I started uh traveling to you know, different cities and states and from the Atlanta area, man. And I started just doing my thing. I was suppressing the depression that I didn't even know I had. And, um, uh, I started going to uh, a therapist, man, to to get looked at. And I, one thing I realized at the time, man, I was, uh, I was, I was angry. I was frustrated. I was irritable, man. Um, and she's like, you know, that's the signs of depression. This symptoms of depression in men. Mm. And I was like, I didn't know. So now when I see men this day, always angry and frustrated, I said, yeah, you must be depressed. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I, you know, I just started, uh, participating in unhealthy, um, lifestyle, man, and using unhealthy coping mechanism to suppress my depression, which came from partying, you know, lack of sleep, drinking, uh, womanizing, you know, unhealthy diet, all those things. So I mean, that was like, uh, three years of that, I ended up, my body was like, no, sir. I was in Miami hanging out in the pool, started to feel lightheaded, nauseated, uh, extreme thirst. Uh, I mean, you know, I got, at, I was like, man, what's going on? I was, con- I'm feeling confused. Um, then all of a sudden the, the said, I'm going back to the hotel room. I started losing weight right away. So the side effects of diabetes is, you know, all those mentioned, all those things mentioned above plus, um, extreme weight loss, man, mm-hmm. I was Two hundred and forty pounds, and I went down to like two hundred pounds in no time. I was like, "Whoa!" It scared me, and um, I had a uh, stream dry mouth, frequent urination every twenty minutes. I had to urinate, and that was that was that was weird. And uh, I didn't notice signs and symptoms, so you know, I tell I told my friends, I said, "Man, we got to get back to Atlanta." So we drove to Miami, where we had to drive back. So imagine being in the backseat of a of a truck, man, got to pull over every 20 minutes to let me out to urinate because I'm like, man, this is crazy. So uh, I got back to Atlanta, set up an appointment with my doctor, came in the next day, man, and passed out in the lobby, not knowing what was going on with me, King. And uh, the EMS came, they was like, look, I think you, you're going into a diabetic, chaos, chaos, chaos state. And I was like, this is crazy. I had no idea what diabetes was, you know. And um, I got in ICU, and they was talking me through everything, man. that's it, man, my glucose number was a 1360, and uh, my A1C was a 9.5. So I was supposed to be dead on arrival, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's how I got into it right after that, man. To make a long story short, everything else happened, um, from the diabetes scare three and a half days in ICU. So actually, uh, my mess became my message. You know, my test became my testimony to the person I evolved in from that disease. That's,
0: that's, that's a hell of a hell of a story, man. And so like, Going from that into, like you said, from mess to became your message. When did you decide that, all right, I'm going to take what I went through. I'm going to take what I learned. And now I'm going to start giving that information out to people because you, you're an author, you're a blogger, you're a podcaster, like you do everything. So like what, what, at what, when did that shift into, all right, I got myself together. Now let me start sharing this blessing with other people.
1: Um, Probably three years after the scare, because I had to really educate myself. I had to, um, I started getting back into the gym really heavy because living up in New York, man, you know, being less than 200 pounds is not the business, you know, especially during the time of uh, mid 2000s. Um, um, in the '90s, you don't want to be a little guy. You had to be a big guy, especially the era, area area where I was from, because you know a lot of things. You 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 know, small guys was getting challenged too much. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the OGs I was around would like, say, "Boy, you better put some weight on you, boy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was the little one, the youngest one. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I didn't know anything about uh going from extreme weight loss like that. So it's like, man after three years of getting in the gym, you know, you know, somebody came up to me and said, yo, you the trainer. So it's like the light bulb went off and, I, and I have a culinary arts background and hospitality management background. So I got into sports nutrition, uh, uh, functional training, you know, just anything and everything. So, and everything else, man, God, just, line everything else for me. And when I stayed up in New York, I was just doing corporate America, you know, and, um, I came to Atlanta and I started connecting with people and I realized my years in corporate America with speaking and all these different trainers, um, actually, uh, compelled me to, you know, started speaking in front of people, talk, telling my story, um, doing radio podcasts. And then the writing was really, came out of nowhere because if you would have asked me 10, 20 years ago that I was going to be an author, I would have looked at you like you was crazy. <laughs> but, you know, people came around and said, yo, you should, you know, you should write. And uh, I started writing wellness articles for different magazines. And then I had a ton of recipes being in the culinary arts. I I consulted with dietitians, broke things down with her and the books came out, the recipe book came out and we did really good with that as well. So, you know, I think three years after the diabetes scare, that's when things start to really take, um, I take a, a elevation, you know, to share my, my, my message with the world.
0: That's what's up, man. You never, you just, you never know. Right. Even with like, for example, like me with podcasts, I would have never thought that I would be doing something like this in the public because I'm naturally a super quiet person. So I I I'm thankful that you that you found your calling and doing this now, man. And um, that's powerful. And hopefully, a lot of people get a lot out of that and that statement. What I want to ask you is to get into like the the health and wellness side because I have a question for it. And this is a, as much for me as anyone listening. How much of it is mental?
1: I say it's a hundred percent is mental. I mean, a lot of people, for me personally, I say 100% is mental. 100% is, okay, so let's go back to the wellness components. You're talking about uh, a psychological component, um, emotional, financial, um, environmental, a physical, you know, a spiritual components. People will have their personal percentage of how much you give to it, but, you know, to really reverse a lifestyle disease such as this, I had to go all in on all those components at 100%. Was it easy? Will it be easy? No, but look, spiritually and emotionally, if you're not right, Mentally, it's not going to click. Physically, it's not going to click. So you, you got to really focus on all those different components. And then the psychological part of it, you got to be like, okay, I have to turn this on. because certain, some, some things have to click on in your mind and say, I have to do this because mm-hmm. if I do not do this, uh, I may slip back or I realized working with individuals that they needed to hear it. They needed to, you know, benefit from my story and learn from my my mistakes and help me. And hopefully, they can change their life around. So I had to go all in, one hundred percent mentally. So you know that that will be my answer to you: this to go in one hundred percent mentally.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what what are some of the things other than like mental? What are, because it, it's it's more expensive to eat healthy than to eat unhealthy right so what's some what are some of the tips that you can give to somebody who wants to start changing their nutrition and the way that they eat um without like breaking the bank completely
1: oh man you know that's we re- i did a show last night and somebody asked me something question and i'm, I'm gonna give you the same answer mm-hmm. i'm like this man if you think that eating healthy is expensive. You should try getting sick.
0: Mm. Damn. <laughs> okay. Know? Okay. You know,
1: yeah. Yeah. once you get ill, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to break the illness part up, the financial pains of becoming ill. Um, the ammo ride that they took me two traffic lights to go to the hospital for my doctor's office it cost me $1,200. Damn. Right. Insurance. My insurance ain't covered that. That's an out of pocket thing. Um, the hospital stay was uh thirty thousand for three and a half days. Damn. the, the yeah, the the, the, the the aspirins was ten dollars, you know. So every time you get sick or injured, somebody gets paid. Okay. You go to that hospital, you're gonna get paid. Even if you have a great insurance, somebody you're gonna have to pay something with co uh, um. Um, co-pays, uh, medicine, you're still going to come out of pocket. So just to say, talking diabetes, diabetes, over 30 million people right now are diagnosed with diabetes in this country. Diabetes maintenance is a $327 billion a year business, all because they want you to cope or maintain. So. The average person is going to spend around eight thousand or more annually just on diabetes maintenance. So, if you think that eating healthy it costs too much, you should try staying sick, staying locked in on the medicine. You're going to spend a small fortune. Yeah. Now, the the second part of that is that uh, when it comes down to healthy nutrition, fruits, vegetables, and all those things, the reason why pricing is so Uh, quote-unquote, expense because just to say I'm growing oranges in Florida, you got to pay people to fertilize the land, pick the oranges, uh, box them up, uh, refrigerate them if that's what they do, uh, transport them, say, to Atlanta, um, storage, gas, (laughs) <laughs> you got to play this, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is what you're paying for. Okay. This is what you're paying for versus going to eat something from me from a, um, a major restaurant. That's a fast food chain. And then you buy, you can get a whole dollar menu. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So everything is processed. So whenever you eating fresh produce, you paying for all those different things that goes, um, um under the radar, the farmer, you gotta pay the farmer for growing, you gotta pay all his work, cause you gotta pay gas for transportation, storage, refrigeration. And people don't if you don't know anything about algiculture, um, and, and growing things, this is why it costs so much. But it's a great investment that everybody should do. You know, take time, take some money, say, you know what, I'm gonna budget out and I'm gonna get my fruits, I'm gonna get my vegetables, I'm gonna eat my healthy grains. I'm going to um, get lean meats and everything like that. And just do the best you can, man, because I'm going to tell you, you're going to be in a poverty line. If you're sick, if you don't have great insurance or, you know, depending on your disease, man, if you don't have help, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a financial strain, not just on you, but on your family members. too. Yeah,
0: It's deep, man. I've never, th- you just broke that all the way down. I, I'm still, I'm still processing. I never thought about it from that <laughs> perspective because, Especially when you point out the fact of like how much it costs to be sick. Hell, that right there makes it makes it worth it to pay a little bit extra to eat organic or just to eat
1: good. Yeah, Um, I'm going to tell you, man, I work with people daily who suffer from they're coming from physical therapy, from a stroke, cancer, rheumatoid arthritis, hypertension, heart disease and the hospital. The medical bills are real, man. The medical bills is real. Now, here's the deal. I, I, I consult with a, a medi- medical coding specialist, and she breaks even other things down that I didn't even know when she was on my show um, last year and that i never forget. She said, Terrence, you got to understand the, the coding game, the medical coding game, because you can go in for EKG, and they'll change the code on your bill, and they'll label you for a heart attack, but you don't know. And that's a whole different amount. You know, so you got, yeah, yeah. That's, I was like, that's what I said. (laughs) That was my reaction. I was like, yeah. You know, I was like, oh. I said, so now I got to check these codes because the average consumer or average patient, we don't know the codes. So this is why, you know, the bills be so high because you never know. You can go in for a minor checkup and you get that bill. And you know the doctors and the pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies—they all tied in, man. It's all big business. You understand me? Mm-hmm. Big pharma companies are making billions of dollars a year's of everybody. And um, but if you need that modern medicine, by all means, I would suggest for you to get it. You know, but if you could do some things holistically, um, going back to the um, the herbal. Uh, medicine then do that too with fresh herbs and supplements um what's cheaper i wrote an article in um, the Milana journal constitution a couple of years ago called um healthy elixirs and what that is is that you can have certain things in your kitchen cabinet right now like turmeric and curry and Um, apple cider vinegar, cinnamon, nutmeg, you know, olive oil, fresh garlic. These things will naturally help prevent or cure a lot of lifestyle ailments, ailments, you know, and we don't use them. We don't, you know, we looked at, we got all those things on our shelves, but we don't incorporate those things into our meals, you know, on a daily basis. So just to say fresh garlic, fresh garlic is a natural blood thinner. You know, mm-hmm. they, they give you aspirin, but fresh garlic would do that as anti-inflammatory. Um, it helps with bad cholesterol. It helps with your blood pressure. You throw that in a saute pan with some fresh olive oil, that's the same thing. You throw broccoli in there. You throw um, curry and all these different uh, spices and herbs in there, and this is what it calls eating clean. Yeah, I know you heard all that term before. People say, yeah, said, yeah I'm, eating, I'm eating clean. But this, this is really what it means by eating clean. You eat certain foods, herbs and spices, that's going to help um, uh, prevent inflammation in the body, um, prevent any type of illness or disease. And i will be trying to educate people. I said, man, you got to use those fresh herbs and spices. You got to use those healthy elixirs, apple cider vinegar. That's one of the... One of the best things that got me off the medicine, eight years, episodic vinegar, cut right through your blood glucose level, help with cholesterol, help with weight loss, um, help with um, uh, blood pressure, you know, but you can't. I used to drink that. People say, I, how you drink that every night? Two shot, two tablespoons of a shot glass of apple cider vinegar. Don't it burn? I said, "Look, I used to drink that that Hennessy like that. I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't I complain. Feel <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I you know? feel it. So I, I, shot that thing back, boy. I try to get off that medicine because that medicine was a uh, hundred and sixty six dollars a week, and my insurance didn't pay for it. And I had great insurance, you know. And so, if you're talking about 166 dollars a week it come out close to like 644 if I remember the math right a month times 12 months it's like almost eight thousand dollars annually yes you, know, you see what I'm saying so when they lock you into maintaining this is what you're going to spend okay depending on who do you who do you have as far as your doctors and insurance and you know you're gonna go broke they're gonna keep you on the property line that's why people say man it costs too much to eat but you're spending that you 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 allocate that money every month for the medicine, but you don't allocate the money every month for the food. Mm. Let food be thy medicine, you know.
0: Yeah, not medicine be uh be thy food. I heard that my daughter said that to me one day. I was like, damn, where you get that from? <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah, big business, bro. Yeah, for sure. What what what's um for somebody who wants to get into eating right? What's the first step to take? Like, what's just a little change that they can make? then they can build on top of that. What would you say is that first building block? Uh,
1: First of all, fiber is your friend. Fruits and vegetables, okay? More vegetables than fibers. Get some greens in you. Most people say, I don't have time to eat vegetables like that. I said like this, man. I make veggie omelets like every other day. I Mm -hmm. I get my vegetables in. You want to get your veggies in, man, you know, as much as possible. A lot of people don't like vegetables, you know, I said like this, if you can't eat your vegetables, then you need to drink your vegetables, okay? So you need to put your vegetables in smoothies, in soups, in broths, whatever you got to do. The body does not recognize the difference of the nutrients that you're putting. Only difference is you're not chewing, you're drinking. But the liver and everything is going to break down those nutrients, and it's going to send the nutrients to your vital organs, to your Blood circulatory system, your skeletal musculatory system, your nervous system. So you're gonna get that brain food, that omega threes. You got to do it, man. You got to have the vegetables. Start off like the doctor says. Eat an apple or a date, keep the doctor away. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I would start off with eating an apple. And the people say you always talking about apples. I said, man, apple is one of those fruits that's been around since Adam and Eve. You got to think about it, man, on biblical terms. So uh, apples have been around for ages. You got And it's high in fiber, anti-inflammatory, antioxidants, cancer prevention. So, you know, I try to get apples in. Um, just get your fruits and vegetables. So I, I would say eat the way our ancestors ate. Like you think about when we was back, our ancestors, uh, uh long time ago, we had fruits and vegetables. We ate from the garden to the table. We walked everywhere. Um, we grew our own vegetables. We drank a lot of water. We ate, uh, from the land. We ate from the sea. We ate from the sky. We ate from the vine. You got to go back to those days and put yourself into a healthy environment. Um, in the 1930s and 1940s, um, you were rich if you had steak on your plate. Mm-hmm. You was poor if you only had vegetables. But the poor people outlived the rich people who had steak, you know what I'm saying? So it's like same thing right now. I got off the red meat. I, once I got off the, the red meat, man, my whole life changed. I ain't going to lie. And I got off the pork. Everything changed. Um, every once in a while, you know, I mean, I'm a... Uh, have a if I am do a cookout, somebody got some ribs. I'm like, yo, give me a bone, <laughs> but don't give me no sauce. I get one bone, and that's said, that's it to get that craving, get that taste out because you get these cravings, and you be like, okay, let me just go ahead and just 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 get this taste of it, and then back away from it. So my advice is, man, to incorporate. If you don't like vegetables, um, find a find a way to get them in. As far as supplementations, there's a lot of products out there right now. Do your research on these supplements as far as fiber supplements, Uh, Get those in and um, fruits, uh, uh, multivitamins, anything that you're not getting from food, try to find in a supplement so you can get what you need. If not, by the time you age 30, 40, 50 years old, your body's going to start to go in these um, vitamin and mineral deficiencies. And this is where the body starts to break down into illness. So I would definitely get the fruits and vegetables in slowly but surely.
0: That's what's up. There you go. Uh, <laughs> anything left that you, uh, want to like, make sure you point out while you're here, anything on your mind, uh, give it to us, man. This is your, your opportunity thing that that's, that you just kind of want to make sure that people know before we leave.
1: Um, yeah, man, you know, like I always tell people, take care of yourself. Self-care is the best care. Don't look at it as being selfish. Look at it as putting yourself first, because I'm going to tell you right now, what I've been seeing in my practices is this. When you get sick or ill and you are coming out of hospital, car accident, whatever it is, you become a liability, man. You're no longer an asset anymore to your family members or to yourself. So just like, you know, something happened to you, who's gonna run the business, who's gonna do the podcast, who's gonna do these things? Now you got people stressing themselves out, trying to make sure that you get to your doctor's visits, you get your prescriptions, you get your food. I don't wanna do all that, man. You know, I'll be fifty three in August and my whole fear is to grow older, sick and in pain. I don't want to do that. I want to grow older, you know, uh, pain-free cognitive awareness. I'm able to drive my car, you know, this, you know, just being able to have that independence. So take care of yourself. Um, you know, like they say on the airplane, when the, when the masks come down in case of emergency, they say put the mask on yourself first. Mm-hmm. It's the same, con- it's the same concept, man. You know what I mean? You put you put the mask on yourself first, and watch how you talk to yourself. Okay, you're not going to allow anybody else to talk negatively to you. So why are you going to do it to yourself? You see, you have to talk positive to yourself because your subconscious mind is listening. There you
0: have it. That's that. Yeah, it, it's it's like it's it kind of goes back to like the power of manifestation. Like words mean something. Words are energy that you that you put into things, and you and we often forget to put that that positivity in ourselves. Like we will give so much of ourselves out to the world and to the other people, and that's good. You should, but you got to you got to take care of home first, man. Yeah,
1: you man. <laughs> people don't understand that, but you know what? You know, I get why. Because the Western society is so rush, rush, rush. And then you got careers, you got family. Life is happening, man. Life is really happening. So when that happens, guess what? You lose track of yourself for the most part of it. And I get that. I've been in corporate America for years. I had to slow my life down. I had to quit my career in 2018. I did an early retirement. I couldn't juggle all that stuff anymore. i stress managing people, meetings. People trying to sabotage your contribution to the workplace. You got an irritable boss all the time, man, reports. I said, no, this is where I get off. Mm-hmm. Once I got out of corporate America and I started focusing on me, my life really took off. Now we're doing a whole lot of different things. I don't, you know, my commute is probably even 12 steps away now or even right up the block you know, and to the, to the studio. So it's like, I don't sit in traffic anymore. I don't, my stress levels and on the pain level of one to 12, my stress level is probably like a two or three and that's self-inflicted where it was like a 10 some days dealing with, with nut heads. You know what I'm saying? So you have to change which what your stress triggers are. Controlling your stress hormones is one of the major things that you can do. Uh, stress management. Oh man, you got to practice stress management because stress management is going to increase. Uh, depending on who you are, it's going to increase your wellness. If you don't have great stress stress management techniques, most likely you're going to overeat or you're going to binge eat or maybe not even eat. You're going to to stress it. I mean, drink, smoke, get irritable. All these things increase um, uh, bad sleeping patterns. Um, hormonal changes, depression, anxiety, and all those things tr- turn right into illness and disease, man. So you got to control your stress level, practice great stress man- management techniques, eat right, work out, meditate, release, remove toxic things or individuals out of your life. Mm. Once you learn how to do that, man, your life going to take off and you're going to save a ton of money and a ton of stress
0: there you have it and, and and we 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 make it so hard sometimes to remove certain people because they've been there for so long or but they're my fin- like, I'm sorry, I'm at the point now at 33 years old where if you're adding more stress than happiness to my life, I don't care if you my mama, you got to go. Luckily, my mama's not mama. Don't get on me. Uh, but seriously, though, I, and it's 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 important to keep good people and good energy around you, because those vibes often like you, you may not see it for 10 years and look back and be like, damn, this person really kind of drug my life down a little bit. You got to take ownership of that stuff back.
1: Yes sir. Um I'm gonna tell you man, the hardest thing to do to eliminate family is to say look, I need to talk. This is what's going on, y'all. This is my direction. If I don't know if you listen to um Lisa um Nichols story, she, man, she had to break it down for family, man. She had to get rid of family. And um a lot of times family is not going to understand your mindset, your vision. Some may Some may not, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, if you come from a family who, only know a few things and then you start to self-improve and be self-aware and, and try to go up the level, those family members are not going to give you that 100% you're looking for when it comes down to a support. So you got to say, look, I got to do this for me. I got to do this for my my kids. You know, I, I, I got to do this, man. And eventually, when they see, you know, success come at a different rate for you, and they'll see your vision. Everybody's not, especially family, everybody's not going to see that vision for you, man. You know, luckily for me, um, I got a, a, small family and, um, but you know, sometimes there's a, like, oh, we don't see you no more. I've been like, I've been grinding, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but now they see over the years, like my, I, I just did a major uh, television network show. I was a major, um, a syndicated television show on Tuesday and yesterday I'm coming, coming from another radio podcast and my mother called me. I'm on expressway. Stuck in traffic, she said, "Mother f, you ain't tell nobody you was on TV." We, you know, I said, "I, said, I didn't Gotta want to tell you. nobody." Yeah. yeah, you know, she was, and she seventy, I mean, she be seventy three next month. She was going off, but she, you know, it was a good go off. But she was like, "You didn't tell nobody." I said, "I ain't want to tell nobody. I wanted to, sh- I wanted to shock the world." You know, um, I wanted you to see your son on national television. You know, I wanted to see you like. I want the world to be shocked because it, it was a pivotal moment for me in, in my career, in my business on Tuesday. Like me and my girl, we didn't tell nobody. We just, we just got jumped in the truck. The producers said, come on out and we went there and when, when they said lights, camera, action, you know, I was the last one to come on and we rocked it out. And um, now it's, it's, it's blowing up. Like, I, I, I got like 700 new subscribers to the website. The fit traffic went crazy on um, the, the emails is I can't even respond to everybody right now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing, yeah. Now I'm here talking, talking with you. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing, man. It's everybody be saying, yeah, we knew that was coming. I said, yeah, I felt it too. I just didn't know what uh God timing was. I knew I had to trust the process and I knew, my purpose, he showed it to me years ago, and I've done so much, but this is the one, you know, that opportunity that everything I was working for is shined on national television, and now it's a lot of shows that's calling. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, man. And you never know, man. Your message, your message. I don't care who you are, what you're going through, what you've been through. You see the silver lining in that. You see the blessing in that. And you ask why it's happening. And you dig down deep and harness that pain, harness that energy. And you build on that, man. Like, you know, you, you your podcast, you reach out. You want to have phenomenal guests on there. You want to be the the best podcast you can be. You can turn that thing into a lucrative business for yourself, man, that's going bri- to that um, provide a great income for you and your family, man, you know, that's what, you know, I'm not doing it for that, but that's what the greats had told me. That's why I got back into podcasting and radio broadcasting, because there's so many different things. You you have a vision and you have a story of your why. So you put it together and it's going to enhance your life because what are you doing it for? If you should die today, what would they say about you at your funeral? You know, that's my whole goal. Like, man, what would they say about me, man? You know, ah, man, would they cry? Would they be like, man, I ain't going to this food funeral? You know what I mean? And, you know, um, what my what would my kids say about me? Or, you know, it's just, it's just those things. Like, most people are living for their resume. They're not living for their eulogy, man. You know, and when you have a near-death experience, you got to say, oh, I got to get it together. And got to break it down, because when you think life is falling apart, it's actually falling in place, bro. Damn, Deep. It. yeah. Don't don't look at it as why why why. Look at it as like okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. you know, thank you for. Cause I'm gonna tell you something, <laughs> man. You be re- asking yourself, God, why is this happening? You need to say thank you, God, because you 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 help me to eliminate some things. You yeah. know and. Uh, you got to realize you got when you when you take the, the the psychological point out pound out of it and then you think you put the spiritual components in there, God will start to reveal why these things happen to you. you. know, I didn't know why diabetes was happening. I knew I knew why, but you know, I didn't know it was going to be the cornerstone for the rest of my life to be talking to people all over the world. Like who knew? I didn't know, but he knew. That was the puzzle.
0: Steve, that's powerful, man. It's it's amazing how it all comes together, right? And now yeah. we here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we here, and you know, I just want to share my story with you and your listeners. If anybody come back later and listen to this to your show, and they may not themselves, but a family member, a loved one, a cousin, coworker may have an issue with type two diabetes. You know this can probably help them and that's all credit to your platform and what you're doing. So, you know, you spreading a message to the masses to, you know, get it together, man, because these lifestyle diseases these days and not just the diseases, but the medicine that they put you on to try to help you treat it or cope with it. It's, it's, you know, it's going to spin your life into a living hell If you allow it and you're going to go broke doing it for the rest of your life. If you need the medicine, by all means. Yeah. But you know, if you can use healthy ways to really uh, reverse or prevent um, lifestyle chronic illnesses, man, take advantage. Okay. Do what you got to do because you got to be around for another 40 years or so.
0: (laughs) There you have it. Well, that's, Damn if, if whoever's listening to this My listeners if you guys didn't get a lot out of this And don't feel motivated to change some things I don't know what else I can do for you Because uh, Terrence has dropped dropped A lot of knowledge in a, in a fairly Short amount of time here man So I want to thank you man go ahead and tell Them where they can uh, follow me At uh, reach out to you and listen To your podcast and all that good stuff I
1: appreciate you um, My website is uh, www Your best lifestyles Dot .com that's w o u r b e s t l i f e s t y l e s um dot .com and all the information is there man Our recipes if you know if you want to book me for something uh you got the books there the podcast links are there all my social media uh platforms are there supplementation products Everything you need, man, you can contact me for a consultation and I can give you over the line, you know, tips and strategies to really help maintain um, a healthy lifestyle, man. Because like I said earlier in the podcast, when you get sick, somebody gets paid. Damn. all the time, all the time. Like you, you, you said you was taking care of your son, you know, most likely you got to go get some medicine, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, so I'm gonna get, somebody going to get some money out you now.
0: <laughs> that is a
1: fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Man, yeah, man, it's big business. So my whole thing is to help people take that money and reverse it back into their checking account. Let me – just to say, if you're spending thirty, forty, fifty dollars on medicine every month, if I could show you how to keep that money in your pocket, you know, wouldn't that be a good investment? Mm. A one-time investment that can save that money every month for the rest of your life? That's you know sad. what I'm saying? So yeah, I can show people how to do it because I've done it. It's not a cookie-cutter program or one-size-fits-all program. Like I've I've helped people get off um sleep app, you know, uh uh, um, asthma, uh, all these different things come back from a stroke, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I said, only thing you got to do is just change the way you look at your food, change the way you look at your lifestyle, control your stress, and um, make sure you're in a loving environment, and have a great support group, and you're going to win, man. I'm telling you, you're going to win. <laughs>
0: That's what's up And that's what we all need to do We all deserve to win We all can win Sometimes we need to get out of, uh, get out of our own ways But man, I, I want to thank you for what you're doing Thank you for taking time out to, to join my podcast Man, and, and uh, I'll be reaching out in the future Don't man. Maybe we can do this more often Don't this shit make a nigga wanna tourism. Don't this shit make a nigga wanna 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 Nigga yeah. church, church, Don't this shit make a nigga wanna Don't this shit make a nigga wanna Don't this shit make a nigga church, wanna You better watch out uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Hot shit be bringing the cops out. Come on. Street niggas is ringing them shots out. Mm. Short circuit and blacking the blocks out. Now open up the garage and pull the drops out. Rockin' a fur
0: coat, bringin' the blue fox out. Down yeah. light up the block, bringing the blue rocks out. Mm. While until
1: all of my crew knocks out. Come on. Get your ass up on the floor. <laughs> Throw your hands if you want some more. Oh. Baby, wiggle your crotch out huh, and beat the way we be
0: blowing them spots out. Come on, look how we got them ready to act out. Girl, I'm ready to get the twist in your back out. Yes, Come on, drink yak till a nigga falling out. Flat on his back, now watch yeah. a nigga crawling out. Talk
2: said,
0: What's up, son?
2: See them girl rolling. And it look like their asses are
0: swollen
1: And their ass getting big but now. Your
2: man, baby, sitting Uh huh. She gon' say, What we gon'
1: tell We gon' tell her, nigga. That's a We yeah. gon' tell that brother. That's yeah. Everybody's singing now. That's a yeah. Everybody's sing-